15 children who have nothing and are very happy. I've seen children who have everything and are very unhappy. And if happiness is this thing I'm trying to get out there, I will forever be pursuing something I can never get a hold of. Money won't give you happiness. Talk to somebody who's got a lot. Just because you've got a lot of money doesn't mean you're suddenly happy. In fact, more money means more problems. More of a good thing means more management. So we're seeking something that we think has intrinsic happiness in it when in fact you can be happy right where you are. You can be happy as you are. You can be content and fulfilled right now. Not one day when, not if I get this, not if I go there, not if I could just have that holiday, if I could just move there. Happiness is not fleeting. Happiness is available and accessible today. Come on, give God praise here today that you can have happiness now. You can be happy now. You can be happy now. You don't have to wait. And I would argue that a happy life is a life that has found meaning. Not that's necessarily just easy or one that's constantly entertained. I don't think entertainment actually equals happiness. Entertainment brings release for a moment, but meaning brings freedom for a lifetime. And if we will get a hold of meaning, and Jesus describes it here as fruitfulness. A fruitful life is a happy life. A life that has purpose is a happy life. A life that makes a difference is a happy life. And how do you have a fruitful life? Here it is. Jesus says in verse 5, He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Happiness about meaning. Meaning is about fruitfulness. How do I live a fruitful life? It's crazy. It's really unbelievable. It's to remain. And this is what I think is interesting about Christianity because Christianity can get complex and we can overcomplicate something that is very simple. Jesus said this, remain. Don't try. Stop trying everything. Remain. Stop looking over there for the grass to be greener. The grass is greenest where you water it. Happy now, happy here, happy life because I'm taking a hold of what I've already got. Remain, everyone say remain. It's one thing to get your license. It's another thing to keep it. It's one thing to earn money. It's another thing to save it. It's one strength to get it. It's another strength to keep it. Remain. Everyone say remain. It's about remaining. The key to fruitfulness is in the capacity to remain. And I don't think remaining is is celebrated enough. And I think we should all be Romanians in Jesus' name. I, I think we need to celebrate people who remain. We're always celebrating the new, the next. But what about those who stayed? 
What about those who are still following Jesus? What about those who are still praying? What about those who are still reading the Word? Romanians. The strength to remain. And Jesus says the key to the most fruitful life you could ever have is not next. It's actually remaining. Now. What do I, how can I stay my, my, my grandma just passed away and, and thank you for the love and thank you. She's a beautiful woman. She, she lived to 94 and she was a faithful servant of Jesus her whole life. It made me think of Paul, the apostle. He says this, he says, I've, I've run my race. I've kept the faith. And I was so inspired. I took the service for my grandma and I was talking about keeping the faith And as I was talking about keeping the faith, I was crying like a little schoolgirl as I remembered all the ways my grandma kept the faith. The way that every single night of the week, she would read through every family member's name in our family all across the world, Canada, the UK, everywhere. She would read every name and pray for every name and ask the Holy Spirit for something specific to pray for, for that individual. Grandbabies, great grandbabies, she'd pray for them all every night. Romanian. It makes me think of how she goes to our Avalon location. She did every single week and she'd be in there sitting in her, you know, walker with wheels and she'd be sitting there and she'd be like this every single week worshipping. Just like this. And the people around her would always text me and say, your grandma, man, she's amazing. Kept the faith. I pray, pray that we'd be the kind of people who keep the faith, who know how to remain And remaining is not about one-offs, it's about a pattern. Everyone say pattern. We need a pattern. And a pattern is about a process. We want the God of progress, but you gotta know, He's the God of process. So, So progress is the result of process. So here's the deal. If God is progressing you, if He's growing you, He's gonna put you in a process. So don't be surprised when it's taken a little while. Like I said, God's not a genie, He's a gardener. And that's why Jesus uses the example to describe God as a gardener. You know, any gardeners? Yeah, me either. Gardening, it's a process. You gotta prune, you gotta take out the weeds, you gotta look after the soil, you gotta water it, you gotta be consistent, you gotta wait, you gotta be patient. You gotta trim it a little, gotta cut it back a bit. By the way, pruning is not being cut off, it's being cut back. Pruning is for the purpose of greater growth. People who have vineyards, they cut back the fruit because fruitfulness is about the sweetness of the fruit and the number, quality and quantity. Bad tasting fruit, if you got a lot of it, doesn't make good fruit. Good fruit tastes sweet and there's a lot of it. So we wanna have good fruit so God will be like a gardener in your life and He will cut back some things. He'll just, he'll just come over here and tweak that little attitude. Come on, anybody? You know, he'll come over and just tweak that little thing and He'll come over here and not all at once. 
He doesn't come in and just go, whoop, boom, <laughs> fix everything. No, he'll just come with one little thing. Hey, let's work on this. And you know, does that the Holy Spirit? He's called the helper. He's the advocate and he'll come and he'll convict you, not condemn you. If you feel condemned today, guess what? That's not God. If you're sitting in your seat today feeling bad, that's not God. See, other guy. God convicts, which means He gives us power to change. He'll identify it, but then He'll help you shift. And He won't work on a million things at once. He'll just start with one. What's the one thing in January 2020 I can feel God working on? Because He's a gardener. He's not a genie. He doesn't do it like this. He does it like this. Step by step. God leads us in steps, not leaps. He doesn't lead us to bounds. He leads us in steps. So we need to embrace the steps. If you're in a process, embrace it. Now, you ready? Three quick enemies of the process. You ready? Number one, distraction. Distraction is an enemy of process. Don't get distracted. Stay focused. One time I pulled into a petrol station and I was filling up on unleaded petrol, as you do. And as I pulled up, car parked, and as I went to fill up the petrol, what I did was automated. I always use the third pump because it's Vortex. Hello. Apparently it cleans your car as you're driving. I don't know how it works. Are there people in there cleaning the car? I don't know. Oh, clean the car. And I, I don't know how it works, but apparently it cleans your car. And so apparently I, that's what I do. I go to the third pump. I don't even look. I just pull up and I grab the third pump and I fill up. Get to the end of filling my car and realise that at this Caltex, they'd done a stitch-up job and made the third pump Diesel. I filled my unleaded car full of diesel. (laughs) Distraction. Being distracted. You can be filling up on the wrong thing. You could be at the right place, but have the wrong thing because of distraction. Don't get distracted. 2020, every day. What's your focus? Every day I wake up, I have five things I do every morning. I, I, I have a thing, I tick them off. I have five things. This morning, I'm gonna do these five things. Stay focused. Successful people, people who have fruitful life, do consistently what other people do occasionally. What am I gonna do consistently? Second enemy is disappointment. Something comes to knock you off the process. When that comes... Get back up. Keep moving forward. I remember I was ordained to be a pastor and the very next day, all hell broke loose. I I thought I was going to have this romantic, beautiful experience. I'm a pastor. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. The next day, I lost all my friends. We had a leader. Some things happened with this leader. He was asked to step out of the youth ministry. All my friends said, well, if he goes, we go. So they all left, bar me. I was the only one who stayed. Let's go Romanian right here. I stayed and it was so disappointing. 
but I just stayed. It was so discouraging, but I just stayed. And do you know what was one of the biggest disappointments in my life has been one of the biggest moments of development for me and things I'm doing now are because of what God did in that time. If you will remain in the face of disappointment, keep moving in the process that God has you in. Third thing is delay. It's taking longer than I expected. If it's in delay, don't quit. It might be that God is working under the surface. And just because you can't see it, doesn't mean He's not working. Even when I can feel it, you're working. Even when I can see it, you're working. You never stop. That's the God. That's what He does. That's what He does. He works under the surface. I was driving by a hospital recently in the, in the northern beaches. I was driving by this big hospital and for years it looked like nothing was happening. I drive by, I look down and, and nothing was built. No progress. And I look down, I'd see a bunch of guys and it looked like nothing was happening. I drive by, I'd look again, nothing happening. Year after year, it looked like nothing was happening. But then suddenly one day, whoosh, up goes the biggest building I've ever seen. <laughs> Suddenly there's a skyscraper. This massive hospital. Was it that nothing was happening? No. It was just underneath the surface. Foundations take time. So if you're in a season of delay, it's because God is working on the foundations. God is working at a deeper level in your life. It's not the level that you can see in the platform or in the light. It's the level under the surface. Don't get discouraged and don't quit on it. God's building foundations so that He can build a higher building called your life. So that, come on, so that He can take you forward into all that He has for your life. Stay committed to the process. Remain in Him. John 15, 4 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, not harsh. I am gentle and humble. God is not proud. In heart, and you will find rest for yourself. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen to this in the message. Same verse, but in the message version, it says this. Are you tired? Come on, you ever felt tired? Come on, are you human here today? It even says that Jesus felt tired. If it's good enough for Him, it's good enough for us. Are you tired? Worn out, burned out on religion? We aren't here for religion, people. We're here for relationship. Relationship will revive you. Religion will steal your life. I was trying to find a word that rhymed, but it didn't. Come to me. He says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The context to which God does the process in our life to develop fruitfulness 
is relationship. Relationship with God is the context for change. To know Jesus. That's why we have these services, so that every week you can have a context to come closer. It's relationship with Him that changes everything. It's not knowing about God. It's knowing Him personally. It's not ticking off a box called religion. We aren't here for that. We are not here to tick off a box. We're here to draw closer to a God who loves us, who knows us, who has a vision for your life, has a vision for this city, has a vision of people being whole, healed and well. We are part of a vision to change this city. We hear of a vision to help people. God changes us in the context of relationship. So don't get stuck in tradition and religion. Draw near to God. Be honest here today. Be real with God. Take off the mask. Don't pretend anymore. Don't pretend. Take it off. Come before Him as you are. He'll never leave you as you are, but He'll meet you right there.